In Dumeria, a land where adventuring is new, mysteries and curiosity await our dummies. So stick around to see what they will do. Welcome to Adventuring for Dummies. Hello everyone and welcome back to yet another episode of Adventuring for Dummies. I am your Dungeon Master. I don't know why I said Dungeon Master, but I am Gary Fian. Hi, I'm Dave McTighe and I play the Elven Gunslinger, Darby Galandry Flashgear. Near, bar, wherever you are, my attacks will go on and on. Uh, hey, I'm uh, Dave McInerney, and I'm playing Gwen Cobbleson, the Demiborn Wizard, and Mud Wizard. Yep, that's what I'm going with. Mud Wizard. <laughs> Mud Wizard, yeah. yeah. Hi there, I'm David Sharon. I'm playing Ivor Ironclad, and he's just an archaeologist. I'm not sure he's equipped to treat robot snakes with mech anxiety. <laughs> Love. Yeah. And I'm Billy Stewart, playing Stefan Shepard, human clerk barbarian, with his beloved pet goat, Ramsey. And we're all oiled up and ready to go. Hey! Nice. Someone's gotta be. Ready to go through some vents or something. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, excellent. Once you're over that poison. <laughs> yes. Once you're over yes. that paradise, yeah. I forgot yeah. you're a paradise. It'd be quite awkward to just push you through a vent while you're, like, all stiff. <laughs> it wouldn't even work then, you'd be so stiff Anyway, we're digressing <laughs> Right, I'll kick off with the recap And then we'll get back into the action Like clockwork The gang made their way west To Clock Hill Castle A gnomish clock tower and centre of invention From before the silence Though the clock still strikes to this day Ben used a mold earth cantrip to hide their carriage's tracks as they approached the castle, allowing them to move unseen and unfollowed. Looking at the exterior of the castle as they arrived, they saw the place very well maintained, almost like new. Darby, however, was able to tell it wasn't new, but expertly maintained and repaired throughout the years by something or someone. Ivar used his magic to go invisible and scout the inside of the castle, Finding a courtyard with patrolling snake sentinels, a legged automaton working a forge, and a heap of scrap metal in the center. Relaying this information back to the others, the gang made their way invisible inside the courtyard as well. However, they did make a little bit of noise. In reaction to the sound reverberating, the scrap heap sprung to action with a fearsome flamethrower breath, and the battle raged on. Sparks of lightning stunned Ivar, poison rained, fell on the crew, and one of the snakes managed to paralyze Stefan. However, the gang were successful in, in defeating the clockwork abomination when Darby, out of bullets, flew across the courtyard with keen point in hand and finished it off. The cobras, seeing their ally defeated, moved into a defensive position, and the battle was won. And that is where we pick up now, with you all rained, being rained on in this courtyard, with Stefan still being paralyzed by the bites of these cobra sentinels. But the scrap heap in the center, we're turning back to just that, a scrap heap, rather than a big, blistering, tacky thing. Uh, um, everyone all right? Stefan? Good? 
I'm I'm focusing on the storm rune on trying to pull a timeline where Stefan quickly recovers from this. Here. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah. yeah, I think with with the use of the storm room and us having a little bit of time because we're out of combat, I'm just going to say you're able to use the storm room to pull Stefan's um, faculties back to him. Oil can. Um. He says the first words he says when he comes to the <laughs> You feeling better, Stefan? Not on fire this time, so yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, you, I gotta yeah, say, being on fire isn't fun. Fire, yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys did a great job in here. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Um... Would you like some eels? Oh, yes, please. I am. I am. Uh, maybe a couple of like. Doors swung into my face away from death. Okay. Couple, maybe Ooh. maybe ten. I don't know. I could do like a third level, um, if you'd like. Um, I have a little bit of self healing, so maybe second level. Let's say. Okay. Well, uh, you know, it's all good. Uh, okay. So I'll do two charges of that. Pop, 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 pop for you. Yeah, perfect. Uh, that is two D eight plus four. Oh, not too bad. So nine plus four is thirteen. Yes, I maths. And Stefan, would you like the same? Yeah, sure. Perfect. Sure. Um, why not? Let's go. Healing and, you know. for everybody. <laughs> yeah, healing. Mm. Uh, ooh, okay. So yep, an eight and a one. So nine still, and plus four, so thirteen as well. <laughs> Don't say I prefer either of you more than the other. <laughs> okay. Cool. Okay, so we're sure that thing's not going to come back, and these snakes look scared. Are they going to keep biting us, though? Bobby, Ivar, expert opinion? Their eyes have changed colour. Probably signify something. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good. Can you speak machine? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can speak machine. Oh, sick. Go on, go on then. I just say hello and no machine. <laughs> I speak gnomish and then say, "Oh, re oh, cool! So the machine is gnomish. Nice, good to know." Pretty much. Um, they kind of cock their heads towards you. We speak gnomish. Yeah, they cock their heads towards Darby. Oh, I will continue uh, to I, speak. I, I said we come in peace, even though that wasn't peace. But yeah, yeah, nothing happens. Oh, nothing happens? No, they I mean, stand there, sit there. Logically, if they're reacting a lot more passively right now, it's either because the bigger one was emitting some kind of influence on them, or the smaller ones are now, they doubt they can win against us now that the big one is gone. It's either or, right? Yeah, sounds correct. Um, do you want to like I... pull the big thing apart or check it out and just see if there was something emitting and then we can like cross something off I guess I don't know mm. well he is fairly pulled apart <laughs> <laughs> yes we can have a look through his pieces yeah if we go towards the big guy do they seem annoyed do they just kind of sit there what's the story they have no reaction okay if I message one do I get any anything no Ooh, where's the little guy? 
<laughs> oh, the little guy was hammering away at the forge. It's the forge, yeah. Can I go look for him? Um, yes, he's not at the forge. He did see him scuttling away at the beginning of the battle at the sound of noise. Okay, well, um, I want to make... I don't know. I want to keep an eye out for him in case he tries to come back and, like, fix the big guy. <laughs> um, you do as you're kind of making your way, kind of, like, circling around the courtyard a little bit. The, you do in the far left corner, opposite to kind of where he entered. Hmm. You do see two little um, mechanical hands pull across the corner, kind of like a child peeking out of its bedroom as it kind of surveys the scene and then kind of like steps out and just kind of like looks at you all. I wave at it? It waves back. Oh! Um, I say hello? It does not respond. I message it hello. Can message language? Um, it's just the language you speak in. So yeah. Reacher, yeah. Uh, the target only hears in. So no, message wouldn't work. No, you can't feel a sentience to. to yeah, yeah, yeah. Your message. Well, it's a, it says creature, but yeah, sure. Yeah. Um. Cool. Just the same way you can't message a cat. I definitely can. I've messaged Ramsey before. Ah, uh, he's special. Yes, he is. Yes, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you think Ramsey is a cat? He's a cat. Oh, but like, you know, <laughs> he's more animalistic than, you know, some. Uh, Darby, can you ask the cobra things to do something to see if they'll listen? Uh, um, just a normal shot. Just say, spin around. Um. Okay. Okay. I think with that, they're, they, um, with, yeah. So with that, getting some semblance of an order from somebody in Gnomish, they just return to their patrolling formation. Oh. Maybe they That's took... kind of like spinning around. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, maybe they took, yeah, that. Yeah. That could be good or bad. Mm. I'm gonna, can I say in Gnomish to them, um, which were chill? <laughs> good? They, they... <laughs> maybe more straightforward command. Sorry, go on. <laughs> they continued their rotation. I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, wizards know random languages. It's nice. <laughs> you could have tried to talk to them in the first place, you know. You know, I suppose you're right, but I saw that big guy kind of come out of the ground and breathe fire, and it was like, that's that's definitely a hostile. Yeah, he's you know? pissed, big and he also like shot fire. Usually very unreasonable, anyway. Yeah. Mm. As the two... Can I search the big guy for an off switch? Sure. Give me an investigation check. As the two Cobras continue on the rotation, the one that has been damaged, because only one of the two of them was damaged, the one that has been damaged, the small um, automaton that was in hiding that now has peeked out, um, sends out this kind of like high-pitched kind of whir, and the one that has been damaged diverts from its patrol and heads over to a workbench of the forge, climbs up on it. The small automaton makes his way over and starts to like open up compartments on the Cobra and get some oh. tools and starts to repair it. Okay, that's very cool. Can I go over and speak Gnomish to the little guy? Sure. And just be like, wait a second. It, it like, holds up his two little like. Tools, kind of like the game of operation, like waiting. Well, for... It's sickening. 
come on, Gnomish. Um, and then can I say to the big snake, just be like, no more biting us. Um, the this the snake on the table is completely like unresponsive, like shut off. Oh, okay. Well then, that's fine. Yeah. I'll, and then I'll be like, continue or whatever. <laughs> it goes back. It and even though you told the small automaton to like stop, you could see now that you're this little bit close. Even though, even though the cobra had you know had stopped and was up at this bench now to be repaired there's still segments of it and portions of it that are like auto repairing itself there is oh. like a above this bench interesting there is like a drip of water that is continually feeding onto the cobra and this water is you know uh, funneling through it and it mm. is using again this kinetic energy to start repairing itself as if it was in rain that's so cool um i go over to darby mila like the snaky thing can do the water repair thing to Dobby. If you could work that out, that could be crazy. Well, actually, it would be crazy. So be very careful if you do figure that out. Of course, I'd figure out. It would nothing be crazy about if I figured it out. I mean, like in terms of the world, if like other people started using like mecha things that like, heal in water. Like imagine, like if you were by the sea or by the river, by Laurel Rank, like or by the Laurel, like you could just have like, you know. Machines that recover by themselves and are like, like you know, unstoppable. It needs to be precipitation, though. I, I, well, we don't know that for sure. It just seems to be water right now, right? Maybe. Darby, give me a tinkering check. <laughs> that is a. What am I adding to my roll? Um, uh, proficiency, and proficiency and intelligence. Proficiency and intelligence. Um, that is a fourteen. 14. Yeah, so with 14, your theory of precipitation is correct. It it has to be moving water. They collect the rain and the motion of moving it through their systems generates the energy that they use. Okay, so, but a river would still work because it moves. Potentially. It would have it wouldn't it would it wouldn't work with this design, but potentially with an altered design. A river design. Okay, yeah. River snake. Um, oh, cool. So, like, I guess they seem chill enough. Do we want to like leave them to it, or do we think we should try and? And then she whispers, like, turn them off. <laughs> no. Let them keep doing their thing. Okay, cool. Yeah, we trust them. That's fine. No, yeah, I'd say so. You'll excuse me. I just want to do a bit of sketching. Oh, far, yeah, far away. This is, you know, your time to shine. And then I'm going to stand in under the roof and just, you know, have a thumbs up. Um, I'm going to try and sketch kind of a schematic of this um, precipitation using mechanism for fixing and whatnot. Yeah, this is this is a little silly. It's the closest thing I have to an umbrella. I'm going to open up my rain catcher. I just kind of lift it up just to give Darby a hand, <laughs> just so his papers are not getting drained. Oh, drenched. There's, there's loads of metal in here, by the way, as well, like ingots and stuff. Just FYI. Stefan, what's you get on your investigation check for the big heap of stuffs? Uh, eleven. Eleven. With eleven, there's no obvious off switch. But even with 11, your time in Cogs and Crafts and looking at schematics has learned you enough that um, this thing was multiple smaller versions of something. 
that malfunctioned and joined together. The repair function maybe malfunctioned and they joined together to try and repair themselves, but instead created what is here. You've disabled all kind of functioning parts of it. There are still some parts that are like just rotating just because that is mechanically how they're designed and water is still flowing into them and they're rotating, but there's no, so many of its joints and connections have been severed and cogs have been removed that they can't work together in unison. Uh, um, well, I'll whistle for Ramsey. Yes. <laughs> and then whenever Darby's finished his drawing, I'll call him over. Yeah. So Darby, what particularly do you want to go look at? Do you want to look at just everything around? Do you want to go examine the uh, the cobra that's on the bench, or um, the actual rainfall mechanism thing? Sure. Yeah. So um, the rainfall mechanism around the courtyard that um, kind of supplies um, uh, all the kind of like mechanical motion aspects of this of the castle. So there is like a bellows almost on the forge that is generated by um, a mill that it comes from this flowing water. There is, you know, there's different parts that make up this. There's a regular mill that would maybe mill flour back in the day. There's other parts that um, generate this kinetic motion just from the precipitation of, of the rain falling. The structure itself doesn't repair itself. That function seems to be um, uh, unique to the automatons themselves. Um, you think this small guy has been repairing everything. Um, when you get a little closer to the um, to this small guy repairing the Cobra and looking at the Cobra's repairing functions, give me another tinkering check. Get do this one with advantage. Intelligence and proficiency is 15. 15. Nice. Yeah. So you're able to kind of, you're able to see that they're able to use this, these dynamos that they generate the energy to, to send out small signals um, to certain parts of their structure. Right, so these signals are sent out to all parts of the structure, and if a signal is not sent back, that means that part of the structure has been damaged, and then that triggers a repair aspect on these um, creatures that will use whatever is in the environment or what's there that has just been broken or displaced to attempt to fix it. You can see that there is kind of small arms these kind of um, reaching kind of almost multi-knuckled fingers of, if you want to call them that, it's a little gross, um, of, of, of widgets and gears that kind of reach out and reposition things. And this is where the signal is going to, kind of like a rudimentary version of a living creature's nervous system, but it's, it uses Dynamo generated electricity and signal pulses, very similar to a to um, a nervous system, to pulse out and get a response. And if it doesn't, it then begins to um, start to repair itself. Hmm. Ben just messages Darby and says, "You having fun?" 
Get out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm end. not in yet. It's just like we're having a conversation. God. I think while this is all going on, <clears throat> I'm just uh, taking the time filling the water skins everyone has. <laughs> just holding them out. <laughs> might, water is Might as well. <laughs> might as well. I got, I got the rain catcher up using as an impromptu umbrella. Why not? Exactly, exactly. Um, after Gwen this is was very told... unusual. What yeah. is? The whole way it operates. Okay. In a bad they, way? They send a, no, no. They send a little pulse and communicate. And when there's something that's not working, the pulse doesn't work. So then it knows the pulse isn't reaching it. So it can send it out to repair. Oh, okay. It's kind of cute, isn't it? It's like a whole insular kind of unit. It's yeah, um, kind of mind-boggling to know how you could utilize this. But you could. I think the greenhouses could be a good idea. Because the greenhouses use a watering system, which I developed. Ah. Well, I think it'd be good for the horsey, wouldn't it? Because like, if the things could repair themselves and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. Start with the greenhouse. Mm. Think, Wait, and, and... Do we think though that it would be like a bit too powerful to give to like the likes of like Veloptim and stuff though? That's also a worry. I was just gonna say, Darby does another thing that um, reaches Darby's mind is that the automatons so far, like the automaton guard of Gizmo Brook, their brain, for lack of a better word, is um, artificial. Like it's an artifice and magic brain that gives them their rudimentary sentience, if you want to call it that, their kind of signaling program that tells them to mm. do this, that, and the other. What you're seeing here is a completely mechanical version of that. You know how I love magic so much? Yeah, you do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You tell me all the time, yeah. This doesn't use magic, but it's nearly like it's using magic, but it's nearly like clockwork magic. Like a kind of science. Oh. Hmm. That's cool. It's quite, um... Quite That's interesting. So you, you're saying there's a... Like, you're saying how a clock can tell a time. Someone here developed a way to make a, a clockwork brain. Yeah, it's like a living organism, kind of. Through clockwork. Not using magic. Hmm. Cool. So like, what? It's like, mm, yeah, it's just like it's like another stream. Like, it's not biological. It's not magical. It's like its own kind of mechanical thing. Yeah, it's like a mechanical beehive kind of. Cool. Mm. You, is there more of the little guys? Because they like seem important to fix stuff. Is there more of the little guys? Um, we're just seeing this guy. There's more doors, isn't there? There's more doors. Yeah. If Ooh, you... doors. There's more door, no, but door. don't put, throw a ring in it. <laughs> or do. <laughs> or doom, actually. Don't do. That, oh, mount, mount, doom. Um, we've read Lord of... No, we haven't. Um, <clears throat> yeah, can I go and check some of the other doors? Or actually, I'll go back into the room I was in first with the ingots and check that properly instead of just you know, doing it quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now they have like proper time to go around and it's not in the heat of battle. Um, a lot of this area is designated for materials. There is smaller kind of segments of like workbenches and other areas, uh, other rooms that are, you know, for, you know, design, for manufacture of different mechanical 
widgets and gizmos. Um, that's kind of all along the kind of eastern side, the kind of side with the side of the forge. On the opposite side is more residential. It is lodgings for people to stay. There is a mess hall, a kitchen, like a meeting room, all the kind of stuff for, for all of the humanoid people that worked and lived here. You know, someone has had to have created this. You know, these things are able to maintain themselves, but they didn't, you know, spring out of nothing. Um, on this kind of south side, the clock tower side, um, there's not a whole lot going on other than the clock tower itself. But there is two doors each side of the um, the upsides of the walls of the archway you entered through that lead up to the clock tower itself. Um, a mechanical staircase uh, kind of skirts along the edges of the walls all the way up to the clock tower. And you look up and you can see the clock tower and all of its large brass and metallic gears that are moving ever so slowly. It's weird to see such large pieces of machinery move so delicately. Um, the one thing that you do notice very easily, uh, very quickly, is that there is a bell. But the little, what is the thing called in the middle of a bell that makes it go ring? I never remember. Clock. Hmm? Clock. Chime. Sure, go with that. Um, that piece is missing. Is that not what they call it a bell end, though? Because it's, you know, an end for... Oh, know? sure. <laughs> um, that piece is... I wasn't just trying to swear for the crack. <laughs> that piece is um, missing and is actually oh. smashed into the ground in front of you. It's quite a large piece oh, of, of brass. Um, you think if this small automaton has been trying to keep everything repaired. Unfortunately, by itself, it wouldn't have been able to lift and repair Bell. Okay. Well, should we? Uh, should we do that? Because like, if we fix that, then people will hear it. But then again, it could just be the clock tower being cool and fixing itself. Would it make a significant difference here? It's nice. Like... It's kind of nice, though, isn't it? That's true. Oh, also, this is kind of like a baby Gizmobrook, isn't it? I mean, like, it's all mechanical and, like, living quarters and, like, also design. Like, do, do you know what I mean? Like, this is, like, the seed of Gizmobrook, Nelly, isn't it? I'd call it more of an automated Gizmobrook than anything. I know, but people did used to be, yeah. Like, obviously, it, it managed to keep itself afterwards. But, like, you know, people used to design and do stuff like you did, Darby, you know? Yeah, people needed to start it. Yeah, exactly. Like it, you know, it came from somewhere. Just you know, maybe they did run away to Gizmobrook, and that's what you know. It was birthed out of here. Mm. Don't know. Just thought it was kind of um, cool. Give me a few more minutes, just to myself with this. Sure. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Team Bellend, you want to fix we'll, it? We'll fix that. I will fix it. But I just want. I need to look more at this. Yeah, yeah sure, sure, totally. Um, Gary, can I discern what's the actual mechanism that is like this sort of brain that is controlling the whole system? This would be one final tinkering check. You can do it with advantage as well. Ooh, that's a good one. Thankfully. <laughs> 
Um, the other dice is bad. What happens? It is 19. 19. Nice. Yeah, with a 19, the most simple way to describe it um, is like a complex, um, you know, like a, a music box that as you turn it, it, it has different, you know, different ridges that react and hit off the, the little metal fragments that make yeah. the notes. It's kind of like a complex version of several of those kind of barrels that are turning. And if something stimulates one of the barrels or one of those notches, that creates a connection that creates the signal for the dynamo to go and go do this. So you're able to work out that there is a, there is a, one of the barrels that reacts when the water level inside the cobras drops below a certain point. It reacts and it tells the cobra to go find water. You, you know, you can tell that another barrel controls a lot of its repair and movement functions. There is another barrel that kind of interprets what it's seeing through its lenses and, you know, tell it to move in those directions. So you're able to to see these tiny barrels, and these tiny little connections, kind of how it works as a brain, a function, and give these things movement in life. Okay, as these thoughts kind of wash through Darby's head, he's just going to go to just go, wow, I mean, that's just, and he's just going to, he's going to just actually lean up against the wall and just slump right down <laughs> once he's nearly sitting with his head back and just go, it's just so clever in its simplicity, but so interesting intricate at the same time it's like a and it's at this moment darby is nearly that child he was when he got his first music box and we we're so intrigued by it he's like it's like a giant music box like the very thing that got me interested in no much tinkering mm, this is so cute it's like a, it's like a supercharged Music box. Genius. Beautiful. It's magnificent. And I know it's secret now. <laughs> that took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan starts filling out a patent form. Mm. Um. I'm to be the greatest inventor there ever was. But it's... It's... it's Brilliant, but it's dangerous, so it must be guarded. You know what they say? Really? You know, with great power comes great responsibility. Who said that? Yeah, I don't know. Some some guy, Spider Gwen. Oh, he's some druid. He used to be able to turn into a spider, wasn't it? Oh, some druid used to be able to wild shape into a spider. Oh, is that where it comes from? That's he cool. Said that. Yeah, he said that. Druids yeah. are wise. That's cool. That's it. Hmm. Um, well, I'm very glad that you're considering that part of it, Darby. That's great. Yes, it's brilliant, but terrifying too. Yeah, no, for sure. Like you know, they 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 were able to paralyze. They were able to do like wild stuff. Like 
kill themselves. Like that's no. Like imagine if there was like a load of these serpents running around. Gizmos look like scary, but also uh, if they were good, it would be great too. Definitely better than those guards. Yeah, I don't trust them at all. That we should sort that out when we go back to. Um... We haven't seen the last of that. No, I don't think so. Make sure when you go back to the house, you check the ass panel that it's. Yep. Ass panel checks. Oh, uh, yep, mandatory. I get you. Yeah, yeah. Make sure it's one of the old ones. <laughs> Um, is there any, so yeah, the, all the bottom rooms in the bottom bit of the tower are either residential or the design kind of rooms. Is there mm -hmm. like a second story or is it just the tower that kind of goes up then? It's just the tower that's above one story. Yeah. So the kind of the rafters, um, the roof of the, the first story, the ground floor has all these intricate, uh, you know, dynamos and pipe work. Um, so everything that's above kind of rooms is all mechanical workings and then okay, it's, cool. it's just the top of the roof then when i was going around there's no other little guys right there's none of the other little guys like i can turn on or try and like get him to help his little buddy so he's not all on his own there's no other little guys no <sighs> with, and with, there's not like well, an empty with vending Stefan. machine of little guys right p12 I think Stefan's earlier check on the automaton. Um, I think with your with your inside Stefan, I think you can tell that there probably was more of these little guys, and you've just beaten them up. Oh no, not the little guys. <laughs> no, I think the idea is the a lot of the little guys conglomerate. Yeah, I know, but that's why it's sad. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Davi, do you think you could, like, you know, make another one of the little one out of the big one? I can certainly try. I don't know. I just think it's sad that it's on its own. I know that, like, the serpents are here, but, like, you know, it'd be nice to have. Because that's why I don't. Yeah, you can't lift this thing. That's why you can't fix the bill. Um, let me just try something. It's a long shot. Cool. I go. Where's the little guy? Um, he's just finishing helping the cobra repair. So he got a few, like. So a lot of the dents and hits um, into the Cobra's um, armor and carapace, um, some of the pieces could be, you know, remodeled and the Cobra kind of works those pieces back into to action. But some of the panels just need to be fully repaired. So the little guy gathers some materials and, and uh, you know, some spare parts for these Cobras um, and finishes putting the Cobra back together. And the Cobra's eyes turn back on and... And um, it goes back off the table again, back outside to its patrol. Looks like you never hit it at all. So he's just sitting by the forge now, looking out at everyone. Okay, um, I'm just going to go to him and say a gnomish to him and point over to the pile of pieces from the big construct. Uh, make you. Oh. He kind of he reaches up a an, a a, a three fingered little hand and like scratches his side, and then like moves his whole body up and down as as an affirmative nod. Oh, <gasps> oh, I think it's working. I thought it was going to be rude there for a minute. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I thought the scratch might have been like you know when you scratch your head and you're not really sure of those, but like that's good. Mm. Oh. 
Ooh, um, can I say to it in Gnomish and to the snakes, we are friends. Just let it go about its business. You don't get a, a further reaction. I feel a little better. Try it. <laughs> okay, so will we let it like, do its thing for a little bit and like check out the t clock itself? Yeah, just make sure it's not making the big thing. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. <laughs> then we'll all just stare at it intently and make sure it doesn't try to make the big thing. Sure. Um, without any, any other stimuli, it does start to make its way over to the big thing. It starts okay. to kind of almost sieve through it and, and start to like break it up into its components. I think it now recognizes that it's not able to repair itself. You don't fully know if it's going to repair back into what it was or if it's going to try and and you know make itself again or or dismantle it or or what but it sees it, it's not getting a signal of a construct from it anymore so it now sees a problem it has to fix right and we don't know yet if it's going to try and make it be the big thing again or you know you what you, says. you don't know Okay, cool. Well, uh, you know, we can just go and check out the ta clock and then see in a little bit what's happened with it. Uh, yeah, I kind of trust him, I hope. Yeah, and like, if not, we'll, you know, it'll probably not get it back to operation and we can take it out again if we need to. Mm. The big thing, obviously not the little guy. The little guy's cute. Yeah. Cute until he makes a big thing. Well, yeah, he's less cute if he makes a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> Out of um, out of curiosity, like uh, while everyone else was kind of working away and I was just carrying, kind of holding up the impromptu umbrella, could I have taken this as a short rest, or would we have not have had enough time for that? Um, yeah, we're probably coming up onto short rest territory. Um, for I think Ivar and Stefan could take a short rest. I think Gwen and and Darby were too busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were we were tiddling around. Yeah, that's fair. Cool. I, 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 I do still need a bit of healing, so that would actually help me. You're doing light activity. Did you use your second wind? I did. You did. Uh, clock tower. Clock tower. Do -do 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 -do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll fix the bell. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Again, looking up at yep. this clock tower, this um, very classical, you know, clock tower. Um, steps all the way around, leading up large gears and widgets moving it. Um, and these large gears that move the hands connected to these very small timer widgets that react to whatever setting of pressure that they are set to that mitigate or not mitigate, that um, designate what second, what a minute, what an hour is to it. As you get a little bit closer going up here, you can tell that all these cogs and gears are also accompanied by vessels of water, which you were assuming to be rainwater, that are causing building up. But Darby, you can maybe tell is the rainwater is building up a certain amount of pressure as it collects, and then it alleviates a small bit of that pressure. And that is what tells the clock to move forward. And then it replenishes its tank back to full with the rainwater, and it continues. And that is how the time has been continued to keep going on and on and on. 
And no, I know this is a wetlands, but it doesn't rain every single day of the year. So as you make your way up a little bit further, you can see intermittent tanks that fill up with rainwater that slowly supply the timing tanks with water so that they're able, mm. even in drier days and drier seasons, to keep picking the time. Does everything like look clean and like working properly? Like it doesn't look like there's blockages or clogs or anything like that in anything? Um, you can all give me investigation checks, perception checks. I got an 11. <laughs> can it go all the way up to 11? That one. So that's a four. <laughs> you were eating your... Investigation or perception, investigation. was it? Ivar's eating his rations. Okay. He's happy to not... Yeah, he's just like... Not be covered cool. in fire. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, I got a 17. Nice. A 9 for okay. me. So again, once again, the dice are telling a story. Yep. Um, We're just happy to be here. We're just happy to be here. <laughs> and Darby is very happy to be here. Um, He's living. Yeah, everything seems to be working quite well. The um, Each of the tanks are maintained quite well. They don't seem to have any leaks. Uh, that's one thing that you do see here is that the tanks were so well designed that they themselves have been have been maintained um, just by their structure and creation alone. Um, a lot of the there's no dead raccoon. There's no there dead raccoon in any of them. Um, uh, the widgets and gears. Um, you can tell similarly to outside Derby. You can clock that some of them have been replaced and repaired, um, which is a marvel in itself. That the repair can happen. You know. Um, consecutively to it still telling the time. Or maybe the little automaton guy is able to know that it was down for repair for 36 seconds. Therefore, I must now set it to that. Well, each of the, which of those options? You're not fully sure, but one of them is true. Um, you can see the big, large bell, the classical, large iron and brass bell sits there you can tell that it has a mechanism a gear that does move it back and over puts it on a pendulous swing on the hour but it's its chime is crashed to the floor below you so even though the bell swings no noise comes from the bell on the hour but everything else seems to be working well which is which is, you know, what you're expecting to, to see in the tales of Clock Hill Tower. We can fix that, right? Bell light. We can do it. Fire. Melt it back yeah. on, right? The chime? Yeah. yeah. Um, we can give it a go. <laughs> do you need a, a hand with any heavy lifting there? I can help out. I can melt yeah, some stuff. Best. Need it? Yeah. Sure. So, Darby, you're able to tell. That um, that the 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 hook, the ring that is inside the bell that grips onto it has been repaired. So maybe that was the portion that broke. But again, that portion is small enough for the for the automaton to repair. But carrying the chime all the way back up is too heavy. And if you go down and investigate on the chime as well, you can tell that its ring that connects to the bell has been new and repaired. So whatever breakage happened there between the two rings and their connection and their chain link um, 
is what caused the initial breakage and the two chain links have been repaired but they just haven't been reconnected so did it just like fall like off and then fall through the floor so there's no floor it's just oh it's just a ring of stairs and then platforms oh okay okay, okay. so you can see straight up into it yes so it fell just straight into the stone ground and caused a small little crater. Hmm. How how heavy does it look? Um, it's like it's it's probably no not that much. I guess not that much heavier than your greatsword. Oh, okay. The automaton is 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 you know is three feet tall. This thing is probably twice the size and weight of the automaton. All right, nice. I don't even need to get big for this. <laughs> so yeah, you it, this. it is. It is. It is not designed yeah. to be carried or used like a sword. So it's a little bit more imbalanced and a little heavier than a great sword. But it's it's not much more than you know what you are capable of doing with your immense strength, and especially with Stefan helping you as well. Um, the two of your strength combined is mm-hmm. no problem. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, Stefan, you help as yeah. well. And like, guys, now mind your backs, all right? You know, you're not going to be young forever. Then... Mm-hmm. Walk, walk, yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely uh, lift with yeah. your knees. It's, uh... Yeah, the stuff. Mm-hmm. First uh, first uh, rule of setting up camp. Lift with your knees? L- yeah, lift with your knees uh, in a war zone. Absolutely. When you're setting up camp. Oh, I'm going to write that into the adventure, into the uh, excavation oh, manual. The Delve manual. Delve oh! manual. Oh, nice. Yes. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. I like that. <laughs> so, what are we lifting with our knees, though, when I can? Do I know? Well, you know, like um, impromptu pots. Okay. Like, um, you know, camp equipment. Oh. Um, I suppose, like, if it's a heavily like equipped camp, you know, the stuff for a forge, an impromptu forge. You, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, no, no, yeah, this is heavy stuff. Yeah, we yeah. did a lot Ten... of box lifting exercises in the office, so. Yeah, yep. Mm, yeah. So... Corpses. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> I mean, they're heavy. Uh, <laughs> they are. Should we, have, should we have been lifting the corpses we've been dealing with? Uh-oh. Well, you know, you you kind of have to put them somewhere, I suppose. Yeah, but, that's uh, true. In our case, I mean, we're not putting... We don't need to be around those corpses for very long. That's so true. It's not a big deal for us necessarily. I suppose. Like I think we're having this conversation yeah, yeah, as we're going yeah. up the stairs. <laughs> I, I think we're yeah. really <laughs> having. Yeah, I don't think there's anything really. I don't think we had that many corpses really to deal with. To be honest with you. Yeah, we. That's yeah. true, actually. You mostly yeah. it's otherworldly yeah, things that just like disintegrate or something. Yeah, that's true. There was those guards after the uh, the uh, the shadow room. Oh yeah, I cover them in mud or something in yeah. the little house. But I did tell to so, about that, so that that was sorted. We did technically bury those in a yeah. improm- impromptu way. Yeah, yeah. a little so, landslide, food. Yeah. Mm. So you make your way hey, up. Mud was it? RB is there, ready to make the connections. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, is this is this high enough? Do I need to get big to like hold it in the right position, or am I fine just standing? I think you'd be fine just standing. Yeah. Uh, Gwen uses mage hand to like just <laughs> push it with the guy. Breath all of their. Face. I'm helping to like take yeah. the sweat from all their brow. <laughs> What's that like? Five pounds or huh? something? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Cool. Okay. So, Darby, give me a tinkering check. This time you can use your dexterity um, with advantage. Okay. Got this. Ooh, yeah, that's good because the, the lower dices are getting oh, no. <laughs> uh, So add my and your proficiency. Yeah, so you're always proficient in tinkering. You're proficient in tinkering tools. Okay, it's twenty three. Oh, no problem. Um, yeah. So the two strong boys, um, supported by Gwen, um, are able to position up the chime inside the center of the bow. Darby, you are able to reach up and to make the connection between these two um, newly made, well, they're not newly made, but unused links of this chain and you connect back the the chime to the bell. Um, and just in time too, it is about to hit the hour in about four minutes. <gasps> oh, we've got to save, got to save nice. the time, right? Yeah, well, let's go downstairs. Hey. Right <laughs> Don't need to be. Hear it. So, is there something you want to steal? I mean, well, you know, um, free. Um, something we would like to um procure. Yeah, that one. Um, no. Oh. Um, the information okay. itself. Was enough. Yeah, we've done plenty um, of an examining, you know. Uh, today was, yeah, it's quite, it's quite amazing. It's, it's, a, you know, it's quite mind blowing. This sort of technology. Hmm. Um, it's something very precious that I got her to sleep on for a while, but it could really help us. Um, help everyone out. Hmm. Um, and uh, just it was quite an experience to come here today. So um, I just want to say to all of you, um, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, you you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Absolutely. Too. Oh, yeah, you did great. Well done. Hmm. And Glenn reflects on okay, the nicest conversation they've ever had together. <laughs> let's, let's wait for the, the tower. Hmm? Either bell, either chime, or yes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you make your way back into the courtyard. Um... Oh, what's the little guy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The little guy fucking. <laughs> so you can see the little guy is bringing parts and pieces from the center scrap heap over to the forge. You can see some of the old scrap metal, and um, they're already throwing in to the furnace to melt back down. Um, so what they're going to make of that, we're not sure yet. Some of the more intricate pieces, some of the dynamos, the mini kind of forge, they bring over and leave to the side as these are, you know, a little bit more complex than a bit of scrap metal. Um, but you do see them take um, small appendages and, and begin to lay them out on the bench and take the dynamo and place it in the center and start to work gears and appendages off the dynamo. Uh, so they seem to be making something. 
Okay. Do you want to like take a sketch of that, or like I could steal us the flamethrower thing? I don't know if it needs the flamethrower to make little other guys, but I would prefer they didn't have a flamethrower. That's just me, but I don't know. Whatever you guys think, the you know Maybe mechanical it's the guys. thing that kept it working all these years to stop anyone going in and ruining everything. True. The serpents are there now, so hopefully they would do it. I kind of want him to make a buddy for himself, so he could have help. So if something went wrong with him, the buddy could help. Oh, I fully want him to make a buddy. buddy. Yeah, buddy. Like I would yeah. love him to make like lots of buddies. But I don't know if he's gonna make him the thing again. I don't think so. Like, well, does it look like it? And as you all kind of collectively look over at this little automaton making whatever they're making, the bell chimes behind you. Once. Twice. Three. Four. It chimes a total of 11 times, marking 11. Mm. And the, um, the little guy little the little automaton guy and on hearing kind of stops puts down his his tools on hearing the the the, the chime and kind of looks around and looks over at you all as you're kind of interposed between him there them the forge and the tower on the other side of the courtyard kind of tilts their head to the to the side ever so slightly put down their tools and then make their way over to the to the back of the forge. They're gone for maybe 20, 30 seconds before they come back um, with something gripped in one of their hands. Um, it's like a locket. Um, oh. They hold out the chain of the locket to you, Darby. There you go, Darby. Darby, got to get it. Um, I think you know you have to like shove kind of dirty. Yeah, I feel like Gwen does a little like reassuring he's push. Actually quite, he's actually quite stunned and there is a little bit of water kind of appearing in the corner. It's the rain. It's just rain! It's just rain! <laughs> um, yeah, so he um, he kind of kneels down to him and just reaches out his hand towards him. Um, and he, he puts the chain over your neck um, and then leaves the 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 locket part, the amulet part, into your open palm. Then he opens it, and you see a miniature version of the clock. In this amulet, so it's almost like pocket watch clock. Well, uh, sometimes the best gifts, you know, they're not something that is magic, or there's not something that can do something amazing. Well, if it does do something amazing, it's like this amazing clock, but sometimes the best gifts are the simple things. Definitely. You know, yeah. It's a sign of, you know, all the things you felt today, isn't it? Yeah. Um, like, I wasn't going to check anything, but he's letting me leave with something. Yeah. Once you have it. They they mm -hmm. point a finger to the clock and uh, the amulet that you have, the little pocket watch, and tap it, and they point up to clock tower. There's two faces on the clock tower, by the way. There's one that faces out into the road, and there's one that faces the courtyard as well. So you can tell that they are ticking in the exact same time. And then he taps 
tap themselves as well. And then tilt themselves slightly to the side. I'll give her a little pat on the head. Thanks. <laughs> Seem to enjoy, I think. I don't know. How do you explain that? <laughs> <laughs> Except the pat. And then they turn around after the the remnants of the echoes of the veil have stopped. They turn around, pick back up their tools, and start continuing to build from this dynamo um, in kind of a square shape of a carapace. Um, I'm using the term carapace, even though it's mechanical, but you get what I mean. Um, yeah, mechanical uh, terms. Chassis. There we go. Uh, mechanical yeah. terms. Go me. Um, <laughs> now we're talking about bugs. Yeah. Shit about carapaces, but. <laughs> mechanisms what's that um yeah builds this kind of square chassis um in a very similar shape to his own so you're pretty sure um they're making a little buddy he's making a buddy he's got this i've got this by the way they're working very fast like even impressive okay happy. like the arms are just going like they know where to go like, I don't know, it's from, I, I see these in real life, but I don't know if you've ever seen, like, um, a packaging machine that packages, like, tablets or or, or we have eye drops and stuff at work. They have the, the machine arms are just, like, obviously so fast and so programmed to, like, know exactly where they go. So while you're up at the clock tower, you can tell that he's laid out all of the materials he needs and then turns around and just goes grab, 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 place, place, place. And multiple arms are coming from them and clicking everything together and in place. And if you wait... kind of wish Gimbal could see this. Could, you know, him here. He wouldn't believe it if I told him. But, you know, there's no reason he can't take a, take a detour here. Yeah, maybe we could break yeah. it. He's not good in a fight, though. Well, Terrible in a hopefully, fight. Well, should be no more fight. shouldn't hopefully have to do any of that. Yeah, yeah. So long as there's no more, uh, I guess... Long-term collections of accidents that lead to a conglomeration of uh, little guys. <laughs> Gwen says in Gnomish to the thing again, to be like, no, big guy, please. <laughs> we should be fine. Yeah. That was an order. That should work. Yeah, I said please. Yeah. One of their appendages creates a thumbs up. Hey! <laughs> I love oh, that's him! That's cute. Kind of want him to become Darby's familiar. I know that's just me being horrible and meta, but I just think he's so cute. As you wait and chat um, and, you know, think of Gimbal in this moment, um, you wait another couple of minutes, and now you can see a second form of this automaton pretty much created, at least the skeleton of one. There's maybe a little bit more work to do more of the intricate pieces to go and be put together might take him them a little time you're pretty sure they'll they'll achieve it uh -huh. anything else you want to do in clock hill castle you know when he finishes him when he finishes his counterpart mm -hmm. this place will probably last another couple of hundred years mm. you know probably couldn't Always come back and just check on it. Make sure it'll keep going and keep going. Yeah. Tell Dents about it and they'll mind, mind it too, you know? Or not let anyone fuck it. Don't fuck with it. Yeah, I'm going to 
just take my 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 sword sheath back that's been here all this time <laughs> in the the forge pile while well, everything yeah. is going on. I'm just gonna be like, haven't yeah. used it for kingling just well, yet. So you're just like reach and place that back on your patch. <laughs> yeah, it's his eyeball. No, it's mine. But... <laughs> he he likes it. What if he likes it? It was going to go into a fire. He's got enough kindling. Don't know for sure that that's what was going to happen. I, I mean, you can ask him. Is he? Is he? Is he much of a swordsman? Okay. Um, Could surprise you. Um, I gotta, can I ask the thing in Nomish? Uh, do you want the? Do you want the sheet? Yeah, you don't get a response. Okay. He he seems unsure. I don't. Maybe he's just devastated about it. You know. I'm I'm going to sheath my sword and put it back in with my equipment. All right, I guess fine. I've had a crazy idea. Uh huh. You know the big guy. Yeah. Was it that bad that this place had the big guy? Maybe the big guy helped this place as well last a couple of hundred years. Well, who can say? Really, it was an anomaly. Mm. But you know the fact that there's two little guys, or going to be two little guys. Perhaps that'll mean they'll be more equipped to manufacture more snakes and more little guys rather than just focusing on maintaining things. The snakes are nasty enough on their own. Yeah, exactly, good. exactly. Like, mm. you could always, like, the paralyzed, like, Stefan, you know, and he's a tough guy. You, could always, like, you can yeah, always come back yeah. and, like, just checking it or, like, you know, could. I think the massive fear of silence will keep the general populace away from here anyway. Yeah. Exactly. I hope the bell doesn't attract anyone new, but like, yeah, silence, classic silence sphere should be good enough. Mm. Nah, maybe we don't need another big guy. Yeah. Yeah. Snakes? Yeah, but big guy? No. <laughs> now, I guess the main thing I want to know now, uh, Darby, will you let one of us uh, share your uh, your carriage back? Well, we're not filling it full of stuff, so sure. <laughs> Great. It's you, isn't it? You're sharing it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, just wipe your boots before you get in, and you'll be good. Oh yeah, of, co I mean, of course, of course. Uh, Gwen looks over at Stefan and goes, "Thank like mouths, thank God." <laughs> isn't that you know, making him get to hang in the other carriage? <laughs> <laughs> Stefan just shrugs. That's his everyday. Yeah, okay. So. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> oh, it was never going to be you, Gwen. Oh, I know, but like you know, I'm glad he didn't go. Oh, we'll all go in the same. One. Never mind. Um, oh, I get you. Okay. You want to see real luxury, so I'm very yeah? well, I do. Luxury, of course. You're used to it. That's fine. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Fancy boys. Um, cool. So, like, will we head back? I guess. I guess maybe we probably just want to. It's it's kind of late right now, so probably stop off on the way and then head back the rest tomorrow. Is it eleven a.m. or eleven p.m.? Eleven a.m. Okay. Oh, a.m. Oh, uh, we slept in thing. You know. Yeah. True. True. You you, you know you get set on fire and um, <laughs> paralyzed. Time, you forget yeah, the time. time. All over the place. We've all been there. Yeah. Um, Gary, can you remind me? Did we say that we would go back and check in with Tipera, or did we say that we wouldn't, or what did we say? So Tipera was just like, as long as you're back in Harvey's office by tomorrow. So um, for like debriefing, pretty much with Harvey and prepping for um, briefing the 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 mines. 
on the phenomenon. Cool. Um, <laughs> and also, um, you know, pretty much, you know, the minds have been meeting the last couple of days um, just on news that you've given them and news that is happening in Laurel Bank to try and make up their own decisions about what to do about Laurel Bank. So maybe by tomorrow as well, they'll, they'll have an answer. I think, I don't know, Darby, how you feel, but I don't want to tell them about this. Oh, no. You don't need to know about this. Nobody needs to know. Yeah, right. I don't think so. Like, you could just do it yourself and just be like good at it, and like you know, could be good from you. Like, they don't need to be in control of it. Such. No, definitely. Okay, not. sweet. Hmm. So what are we going to tell the ninth? Well, we can tell them about the you know the Union Tower. That's enough. Yeah. Wait, no. Are we not supposed to tell them about that? We don't really have anything now. Oh. Well, we're. We're going to talk about. Um, we're, we're first going to get uh, the briefing. Uh, like we're going to figure out a game plan when we talk to the mines mm. there. So I don't think we need to worry too much. Right yeah, like now. maybe just delve and you know the consideratorium as a whole thing is like you know enough. Could very well be enough, but we will have to tell them about you know the the main tower. Yeah. Mm. And what happened there? Well, Dens could just tell them about that, like Tapira said, and just, you know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Honest, I think Dens keeps the mines in the dark quite a lot. Yeah. I think for good reason. I don't know. I don't trust. Well, they've all their own agendas, so. Mm. Also, like, you know, the Velop team is very, like, over vigilant right now about, like, you know, coercions and attacks and whatever, and, you know, you don't know what she might do. I mean, for all we know, by the time we get back, the police force could have run amok and have just kind of gone berserk on their own, and then we have, we'd have a new mess to clean up, you know? Ava, if that's what happens, I'm going to be a little upset with you, I'm not going to lie. That's, <laughs> I don't blame you. I, 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 I regret smoke, saying that just as soon as it left we my see mind. smoke <laughs> when we come in into Kisabrook, I'm not going to... Yeah, I'm going to be a little peed off, all right? Why are you I, just... Because I, I fully yeah, accept that the situation. Okay, let, let's just, let's just mm. go. Uh, yeah, yeah. If it's okay with you, Darby. I'd like to fix one mess just before another one starts. Same, I think we fixed this. I think same. this was pretty good. I think this those two together in a row were pretty good. Like the tower in here, I think that was great. No, no, that's that is very true. It's just there is that that lingering that lingering issue. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, yeah. But you know, you gotta you gotta <laughs> take the good with the bad and like remember the the positive things in the week. You know. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we've done a lot of good the last year. Yeah. We can continue to do so, and hopefully it's not in Gizmbrook that we have to do it, but if it is, we'll deal with it when we get there. You mean if the girls go mad, we won't have yeah, to do it? Yeah, what I've said. <laughs> no, don't go mad, we won't have to do it. What have I said? You shouldn't be mad yet. Oh, what if the... I think well, you mean the automatons, no? Yeah, the ass Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm getting like anxious now. Let's let's just go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for contributing to that. Oh, no, it's just fine. It's it's all good, you know. It's it's just you know, it comes in waves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I, I I'm 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 kind of like uh, Ivor is kind of rapidly like cleaning his boots at this point before he getting on the carriage. He's like, <laughs> I, yeah, everything's fine. Everything's fine. He he's very he's visibly nervous now. Like he just kind of has it in his mind now. Bad stuff is going to happen. Listen, if anything was going to go wrong, it would have got to happen by now, so we'll be fine. That's true. It's only been a day. It's only been a yeah. day since we've encountered someone from Gizmabrook, so 
How could something go wrong in a day? What? Could, yeah. What could like, possibly? I, don't, I know you're not doing day. this on purpose, but I feel like you're making it worse. I don't know why, but yeah, I just feel like you're making it worse. Me feel a bit sketchy. I don't. Okay, let's let maybe let's just maybe, stop. Let's just go. Maybe I should take a vow of silence <laughs> at this point. Well, no, just don't do that. But just like just okay. Maybe talk about you know archaeology or like ruins or something. Yeah, yeah something else. Yeah. And <laughs> okay. just goes into the other carriage. <laughs> She's just like, I'm 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 done with this conversation <laughs> in the nicest way possible. <laughs> love it. I love it. So yeah, you um. You leave off again from Clock Hill Castle, back into your carriages, now in pairs, and you make your way, watching the road for for no passers-by, to make your way back onto the road and head back east towards Gizmobrook. Nearly forgot the name of the place that I made up. Um, I will mud wizard again. Yeah, you can mud wizard. Yeah, no problem at all for the mud wizarding. You've done it once. You can do it a second time. Nope. And before we continue on, um, Darby, I might just send you a wee little, wee little something. Ooh. Here's a thing. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, it's really cool. It's so dramatic as well. It's just brilliant. I I did a little altering with, with the kind of RP that happened, but that was, that was initially the there is the prize, but I, I kind of I kind of just molded it a little bit. Oh, that's cute. Nice. I'm glad. I don't know what it is, but I'm glad. Um, so yeah. I fully was like, thought you were going to make us do a roll or something, and I was like... And now you're dead. Monster. Yeah, no, but like, or just like, how... Yeah, do you see flames <laughs> this no, many meters away? Watch. <laughs> huh? Yeah, like, no, 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 I know, I know, watch, I know. But when he just was like, okay, before we do that... <laughs> Yeah. I was like, oh no! Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> I'm evil. Okay. You make your way back towards Gizmobrook. Are you just gunning straight back for Gizmobrook? Um, I think so. I could I could sending to Tipera on the way just to be like, you good? Yes. So I might do that. Sure. Yeah. Do you say to Tipera on your way back? Um, yeah. So I will. Um, just sending and be like, um, Stop. Good. Clock Hill is fab. We'll tell you about it in person. But yeah. Pretty cool. Any news? Um, sure. Um, you get a reply back pretty promptly. Um, going to hear about Clock Hill Castle. No news. Team have arrived, getting settled in. I'm heading back for Gizzerbrook before nightfall. Catch up with you tomorrow. Sick. Oh, uh, there's one final thing. Um, I wonder how much. No, she doesn't have any more words. Um, she's going to then give you a sending. Okay. Going. I was going to wait. Harvey, sending. That's one word. Veloptima has increased production for army to battle World Bank. Eating of the mines imminent tomorrow. Uh, okay. That's it. You can reply. I think I think she just groans back at her. I think she's just like, oh, cool, 
great. <laughs> That's just it. So yeah, you, Stefan, you hear, <laughs> you hear Gwen uh, give a sending, and looks off in the distance, and you know she's doing her sending magic, and then she starts groaning beside you. Is everything okay? Um, it's not that bad yet, but like also it's not good. I think you know. Uh. But it's not bad. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, like, you know the way. Well, that's good. Philipsima is in charge of the robots. I mean, the automatons. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's making more for, for to fight um, Laurel Bank. Right. Which, on the whole, is good. But then also, like, what you know what I mean? I just don't know if she could just like turn around and be like, "Oh, martial law because like protection," and do a, basically, you know, a Laurel Bank on it. So I don't know. That's just where my mind went. But instantly. aren't they? Aren't the new automatons malfunctioning? Yeah. Ah. Right. Mm, yeah. <laughs> also, her and that little her assistant was talking to Ivar. I was like, what was it? Not cousin. Uh, clan. Ever. I know. I'm a dwarf. I should know. He's like, no, he's like from a different clan. He's not related to him. Different clan, yeah. yeah. Um, Novar Ember, so. Yes, that boy. Um, also gives me bad vibes and like maybe they're doing it underneath Velop team as mark like you know no and oh, I don't know. <sighs> okay, well that's tomorrow's thing to deal with, right? Uh, there's still a lot of today left, right? So true. Oh Stefan, why is that so true? You'll, <laughs> you'll, she just, you'll probably, like, puts her you'll probably get back into Gizmerbrook well after nightfall. So it would be like Tomorrow's probably okay. like, <laughs> cool. yeah, nine o'clock in the evening. Okay, cool. Because yeah, Probably stop along the way for a bit. Yeah, we did say. I think we said it take took like eight hours or so to get somewhere along here. Yes, yeah, yeah. So getting to the Union Spire is the longest distance from Gizmbrook, and then the Union to Clockhill Tower is quite is is a shorter distance, probably like two hours. So oh, okay. So you're back in the Union Spire by probably three p.m. after all of the you know the the short rest, the chilling out, the you know all of that stuff after repairing the thing and then it would take another five hours to get from the union spire back to gizmorok cool can speaking of which can i do a, a short rest and do an arcane recovery yeah the... so everyone can do a short rest oh yeah, yeah. that didn't already have a short rest. well uh, yeah i'll just do the arcane recovery so are you <laughs> going to tell ivar and stefan ivar and uh darby uh, I could just tell them when we get out, right? Sure, yeah. You think I should tell them now? I message them over and back. Davi doesn't like when they're talking to Ed. Ah, no, you can. Yeah, that's fair enough. I just wanted to see if you wanted to do the over and back. Um, yeah. <laughs> Your road back to Gizmbrook is pretty uneventful. You're traveling along one of the main highways of Dumeria. Um, this part of your trip has never been eventful. It's when you've gone off the highways that has been eventful. Mm. Also, we're not smuggling any bad stuff, so you know we're we're not there. smuggling any bad stuff. The worst things you got are are a pocket watch for Darby and and some paperwork, some new schematics. Nobody's going to mm. notice any of that. Yeah. Nope. Make your way back into Dumeria pretty pretty easily, making back your way through the agricultural district, making back to the cranes that lift the carriages back up to Upper Downtown and back on the metallic cobblestone roads to 
the Galandry estate where you are staying. You get out, you prep for your evening, prep for tomorrow. Anything else you want to finish up before thing to 9090 snooze snooze? Check the ass panel on the guard. Ass panel. The ass panel looks the same. It is not the same guard because you know they have to go back to be recharged, but it is the um, it's the guard from yesterday. So back on rotation. Same guard. That's good. <laughs> yep. You probably know how to do it yourselves by now. I suppose we could hypothetically learn. We probably but, should um, learn. Yeah. Haven't learned by now. I feel like we. Well, you always do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I suppose like I could probably do it if you you put the tools in my hands and asked me to told me to do it. I probably could. Well, you're fine. He's he's the old model. True. So, ass check complete. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ass check complete. So. I, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a bit late for rune carving checks. So I think I'll leave that for this uh, session. Yeah, I think uh, more rituals or spells or research on stuff is not for today. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, today was quite eventful. Um, uh, Stefan, get those patents finished. And um, yeah, I have a lot to digest. That's understandable. Um, no, I'm Darby. I feel a, I understand kind of how you feel. I feel very protective of rune magic, and I, I realize it's less something I've created or less something I've kind of like uh, that's discovered kind of out of the blue. But um, if you want to, I, I think I kind of understand what you're talking thinking about. But so if you want to talk to someone about kind of preserving and uh, stewarding some kind of ancient knowledge, uh, I'm here. Hey, you guys are like rebirthed it. It's not really cool. Hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to be honest, I don't understand half of what you do with the rune magic. But um, it is pretty cool. Um, Thank you. But I think I understand you better now. Hmm. And where you're coming from. It's... Um, something quite profound mm-hmm. especially when it's uh, it, it feels like you're the only person who knows about it in a way yes it's very like being a custodian mm. of something very important something that continually has to be safeguarded that has great potential but great potential for good and bad so yes I understand where you're coming from. But you're um, kind of rocking it in the world using your rune magic, so I think this could be applied too. Absolutely. So uh, I, I, I will say um, I'm, I may not, I'm not actually as confident with everything I'm doing with the rune magic as I might seem. Hey, if it works. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure, but uh, you know. Hey, try. Like, Trying there um, is all a part of life. You're doing great. That's true. No, the, I bet the rune, the original rune carvers didn't know what they were doing straight away either, but they just, you know, started creating and, you know, you're doing the same. You're just following back in their footsteps. No, that's a very good point. Motivational speaker, Gwen. 
hi, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm proud of you, boys. You're, you're doing, you know, you're doing a great job. That reminds me, before it gets too late, um, Stefan, I think you should yes. have uh, this, um, the, the jewel of the free uh, prayers. Um, I think it would, it's a bit better suited for you. Um, it'll make you a bit hardier and it'll let you, at your own discretion, make yourself or someone else invisible. And, uh, you know, I can already do that, and I'm already a bit tankier since I got I wear the, the splint mail, so I think uh, it'd be better off in your hands. Are you sure, Ivar? Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, I... You know, uh, I, I saw, you know, you take some bad hits there, and this could have helped, so I think... Yeah, best of oh, your hands. Thank you, I really appreciate it. I only wish I had something for you. Um... Who knows, maybe next time. Anything else before bed this busy day? Busy couple of days. <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, I'm good. Great. As you all go back to your different places where you're staying, back to the Glandry estate for all the non-Glandries, and then back to Cogs and Crafts in Rosegear Manor for Derby, you make your way back to a restful sleep that is in a comfortable, familiar bed. Everyone gets a long rest. You! And I think on the day of filling dents in and potentially meeting the mines and figuring out their plan, we will leave it there and pick up next time on the next episode. Ooh, exciting. You! Minor cliffhanger. Wouldn't be mm -hmm. like me. This is a this is a soft <laughs> so, one for you. This it's is a like hill it's a hill hanger, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. We're 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 getting up to the overlook, and we're like, oh, yeah, it's a nice view. I could jump down this and not die. It's not that much of a cliff. Yeah, we got this a path. You got the path down. Oh, lovely. I'm not even a monk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even need slow fall or feather fall for this. I'm good. <laughs> so yes, any last thoughts, feelings, emotions? Um, you're all super cute. I think Bulabus, which is round of applause uh, for uh, for Derby Glandry Frash Gear. That was some very good role play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, maybe we got to see a bit behind Derby's outer shell there. Yeah. Behind the carapace. Yeah, behind the, car <laughs> behind the chassis. Um, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah, good job, everybody. So yeah, there's no other thoughts, feelings, emotions. We will leave it there. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Oh, Fab, but I love you. Oh, love you too. And love you too, listener, whoever you are, that one person in Belgium. Um, <laughs> we will leave it there for this episode of Adventuring for Dummies. Thank you for coming along on our clockwork ride. And until next time, it is a goodbye for me. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Hey, this is Dave of the Gwen Persuasion. Just to let you know, you can follow us on our socials by searching Adventuring for Dummies. And you can tweet at us at A4DPod or by using hashtag A4DPod on Twitter. That's the number four, not F-O-R. Uh, we would also love if you gave us a rating and review and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening and see you guys next week.